0: dark side. Autobots, roll out. I'm
1: Batman. Exterminate! Good
0: news, everyone! It's Good News Geek with John, Scotty and Matt. Hello and welcome to Good News Geek. John and Matt here with you today or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. Hi Matt, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Now Scott hasn't been able to make it tonight. No, he's uh, he's pulled a sickie. He has pulled a sickie. What do you make of that? It's a bit, I don't know, a bit weak, isn't it? Oh, uh, look, you can never
1: underestimate the man flu.
0: <laughs> That's true. Or maybe it's because finally they've got him to hand in his geek card and he just can't make it tonight. It's very possible. We do ha- we have hired a bouncer, so he might <laughs> actually be he- out the front knocking on the door. He could be waiting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, look, thanks for coming in tonight. We're going to um, talk about a few things Infinity War. Obviously that's happened, that's big news It has happened, yes, the war has occurred It is, we're also going to be talking about Solo which is coming out in a couple of days as we record and also Netflix's Lost in Space Uh, we're going to talk about that and also reboots in general I think deserve a bit of a touch
1: I agree, it's been a big year for reboots in uh, all medias
0: It has indeed and also leading on from um, Solo we're going to be talking about our favourite spaceship so make sure you stick around to hear that So in the event you've been living under a rock, we've had Infinity War come into the cinemas and I've been lucky enough to see it. I presume that you've also partaken. Yeah,
1: I was uh, actually lucky enough to get IMAX tickets to the premiere night.
0: Well, I'm sorry to hear that for my own sake Mm. because I'm now insanely jealous and this is the first time I've heard of it. So what was that like? It was good. It was.
1: Um, we wanted to watch it that way because the movie was actually filmed on IMAX cameras, so it was designed to be that big and then scaled down to mm-hmm. regular cinemas rather than the other way. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really add much other than it's big and pretty. Uh, but I saw it big and pretty, so I was happy. <laughs>
0: Well, it's certainly what I, uh, better than what I got. We had to settle for a standard size cinema. Um, oh, look, dear. You know how they, like, they've got their really luxe, mm-hmm. fantastic super screen ones, and it's just a normal screen, but just a little bit bigger. Yeah, fancy chairs. Yeah, well, because it was so popular, that, that cinema was already booked out. Oh, so okay. we had to go settle for the usual one, but I did go see it. Well, that's good. And so, um, I can't complain, though now I've heard that you've seen it in IMAX. Uh, it's going to be a thorn in my side, you know that, don't you? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so I went and saw it. Um, tell me. What do you think? I
1: liked it. I mean, it was a uh it was a good movie. Um I don't, I don't really are we are we going spoiler
0: here? Well, I think if you haven't seen Infinity War by now, it's you deserve your own to fault. be spoiled. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was good. Um I mean, half the galaxy dies. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, uh, spoiler it. Right? Whoops. Yeah. Um They handled it well. Uh, A lot of the characters I expected to die died. Um, It was interesting, if you noticed, that the original Avengers, none of them died. All of those
0: guys survived at the end. I'm not really quite sure where they're going to go from here, though. Mm. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I I like the movie a lot, and I can be pretty harsh with movies, Mm. particularly with Marvel movies, because they're very popular and we get a lot of them, um, which I'm not complaining about, mind you. Um, I tend to be a bit more harsh towards them. Because they have a ton of money behind them. They do, yes. And a ton of talent. And I think if you've got all the money and talent in the world and you still can't make a good movie, something's wrong. DC, you um, Although they might not have the talent portion. They certainly have the money. They certainly have the money. They, uh, they don't seem to have the writers. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's, a, that's probably a subject for yeah. a whole show on its own. But I, I did like the movie. The only thing is you kill half of the universe. That's a pretty major step to take, which makes me think, well, that has to be undone. So it was meant to be this whole, you know, he got his way, oh my gosh, and what a shock. And at the end, I just thought, well, it's going to be immediately undone at some stage. Of course. You know, it has to be. And I think when he goes so big, it becomes... A bit of a, a letdown in a way. I'm not sure if I'm expressing myself right yeah, or... Yeah, I, I definitely agree
1: with you there. And it it is more of a disappointment as well because finally you see a movie where the bad guy wins. You know, yeah. At the end of the movie, Thanos has got the gauntlet, he's killed everybody and he gets to sit down and relax. But you know it's just going to get undone
0: again. That's right, because he's not going to have anyone to serve him a drink. Exactly, yeah. He sits down in that beautiful vista and who's going to help him? No, he just destroyed half the universe. Yeah, he's going to have to get up and get his own mojitos. <laughs> exactly right. And about him, let's, let's just talk about him for a moment. He took a rather drastic measure, doing what he did. I mean, even when he had to do it by hand manually and slaughter people with traditional weapons, mm. that's quite an, a a extreme thing to do. Yeah, he sort of went to eleven right away. There, didn't he, he did. He did. He's definitely channeling his spinal tap. No, he just his motivations behind why you would go ahead and and do that. Um, and now, obviously, in the movie, it was portrayed as. I saw my own planet, you know, kind of degrade under population growth and so I'm going to solve the problem for the entire universe. I just don't think that's a strong enough motivator to turn someone into mass genocide. Well, it's not genocide because not every, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's interesting as well because he goes through all this trouble to get this glove that can essentially do anything he wants and then you think, oh, cool, he's got this power. Maybe now he could make, you know, more food since that's what he's worried about or, you know, more space for people. Now let's just kill everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you had the time stone and the, the mastery of all of the infinity stones, why wouldn't you just undo the damage on your own planet? Yeah. If that was what tipped you over the edge, bring back everyone you love. I'm not sure whether there's a time limit. As to how far back he can turn time, maybe it's not on the TARDIS level. Who knows?
1: No. Well, I probably wouldn't have made as good as a movie.
0: <laughs> probably wouldn't. He's got the Infinity Gauntlet. Now he's just going to go back and right all the wrongs. He's yeah. going to unsink the Titanic, mm-hmm. prevent the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and prevent the destruction of his planet. Perfect. That would be a really satisfying outcome, but probably credits. not such a hmm. an, an entertaining one perhaps.
1: Yeah, and then the next movie is just going to be him doing taxes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's more in DC's territory mm, I think <laughs> um yeah so look yeah, I like the movie um but I think when you go when you go to that level you know it's so big um you ha- you know that it's not going to be permanent mm. uh, and and what I'd like to to experience from time to time in these movies is uh being surprised-hmm now obviously we saw Loki get his um neck crushed mm-hmm. or potentially and then blown up. And, of course, Gamora dies. Mm-hmm. And of all the deaths, I think hers is most likely to be permanent. Yeah, maybe. But that's my spin on it because someone has to die. Somebody has to die. And if you're going to kill someone, it may as well be her because, you know, wow, she's got green skin and can handle the sword. <laughs> as you can tell, not my favourite character. But then again, not the worst either. So really like the movie and I did like that there was a bit of a big finish. But to me, it also felt like... Was this actually an ending? Was this a reward for 10 years of sticking with, you know, the cinematic universe? Everything's been leading up to this and we didn't get a complete
1: story. No, we didn't. And it was always going to be over two movies. Um, they're sort of trying to change the way they're planning that at the moment. I mean, well, they've actually already filmed both. So we just now have to wait for a year, but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the rumors are that the next movie is going to be The Secret War. Yeah. I have no idea how they're going to get to that point. Um, all we know from the post-scene credits is that uh,
0: Captain Marvel is going to be in it somewhere, somehow. Indeed. And speaking of Captain Marvel, you have a bit of a, a story of when you were enjoying your IMAX fantastic cinema experience. Something happened at the end of the, end credits. Yeah. Uh,
1: I love when this happens. It's it's the, the armchair experts that just know everything about it. Um, So we're watching the movie and the end scene credit comes up and it shows the logo and you know, we're all talking about it going, oh, that's Captain Marvel. That's great. You know, we're, we're going to see Captain Marvel next. And then uh, we get up and we all, we're queuing up to leave the cinema. And my friend, I didn't hear this myself, but my friend behind me was listening to a few conversations and uh, <laughs> he heard the people behind us complaining that uh, Marvel didn't do any of their research because they put up the Justice League logo at the end of the movie.
0: The Justice and that Maybe if it was a DC movie accidentally putting up um, a Marvel logo. Yeah, Maybe. Well, maybe that's just how bad the galaxy is right now, <laughs> that they need to rely on Superman. So these so-called experts got it very wrong. Very wrong. In the wrong audience too, because I, I presume a lot of people would know what it was they were looking yeah. at. Yeah,
1: if, if they were sitting at home, you know, in their mum's basement and they were talking about <laughs> it there, then, you know, sure, they could be forgiven, but they were at one of the premier screenings of the mm. new Marvel Avengers movie surrounded by people. Probably not came to see it.
0: the event to say something as silly as that, but in my screening. However, it was a little bit different. We had the same thing. Um, it was that, that, that end credit scene. It came to, I don't know, the, the thought bubble of about two or three different guys in the cinema that they would announce what it was the entire audience was looking at loud enough for the audience to hear them because obviously everyone is, well, you know. If, if they didn't, who would know? Well, that's exactly right. And that, oh, that's um, Captain Marvel. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for the update, guys. It was really, really appreciated. Yeah, so if you uh, want to postulate and guess what is going on in the next Infinity War movie or whatever it might be called, make sure you stop by our Facebook page and let us know what you think. I got a really good feeling about this. When do you know how to fly? 190 years old? You look great. So Han Solo fans, your opportunity to see your favourite character. Lando. is Lando <laughs> is coming up. Uh, or Lando, uh, of course. Um, with Solo coming out very soon, mm. a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Again, that very original title that mm-hmm. we discussed previously. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not a big Solo fan, but I am a big Star Wars fan. Mm. And anything that expands the Star Wars universe of me is always going to be a good thing. And because I don't really like Solo that much, they can ruin him all they want and it won't actually bother me at all.
1: Okay, now we, we just had a brief discussion about this. Just <laughs> let, me, let me point out, you just said that anything expands the universe isn't a bad thing for you.
0: Yes. Prequels. <clears throat> Even the prequels have their merits because they've introduced some of, the, one, some of the better Starfighters in regards to the, on the good side in a way. I really like the Jedi Starfighter.
1: The only thing I will credit the prequels for bringing out is the Clone Wars
0: cartoon. The Clone Wars, yeah, the animated Clone Wars is fantastic. Yeah, love that. Yes, that that that, that justifies it. Okay, you know, okay. You know? Okay. If, if when you count it up in hours, in total good hours versus total bad hours of the prequels, I think it's it's well in the favour. I so
1: think. I'll, I'll just I'll hold it in until I go home, and then I'll type it out anonymously on the internet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> rage quit. You can do that all you like. Getting back to uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, however. That's coming out very very soon. It is um, on the night of recording this, and I've already got my ticket, which is um, unusual. But when the um, SDA is giving out free tickets, and your wife is a member, you get those tickets. Yeah, you, you don't say no. Exactly right. So I guess what I'm most looking forward to is seeing the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. in all of its beautiful glory of shiny pristine glory. Oh yes, I saw a featurette with uh, what's what's the actor's name that plays Glover. Lando. Yes, his surname. I always get his surname right, but I can't remember his first name. Um, You know, if you hate me, then just type it in the comments. I'm sure I'll read it at some some stage. The ship looks good.
1: The ship does look good.
0: It looks like a pimped out, um, you know, classic car in relation to all the beautiful plush leather and... Which, you know, it's just fantastic.
1: Which does always bring up the argument that a few people have said, which is what happens in the two or three years between that movie and A New Hope to make it look so trashed.
0: To sum it up, Solo happens. Yes. And I think that's all we need to, to, to discuss <laughs> because uh, that explains a lot. I am looking forward to see how things work. And um, I have already taken the liberty of, of um, reading a spoiler-free review and I'm pleased to say that it indicates in there that the relationship between Chewie and Solo is good, mm-hmm. which I was concerned about. Because even though you know Solo's not my thing, I think it's really important their relationship. You know, they're best buds, and it's based on um, George Lucas's relationship with his dog. Um, so you know, it wasn't to get that right. Which was the dog? <laughs> Well, he does have a pretty fuzzy beard. He does. Um, So that got me thinking about, you know, the the Millennium Falcon, how beautiful it looks and maybe it's not uh, a piece of junk after all. Um, And what kind of starship I would like to have. And I I expanded my thinking to outside of Star Wars and um, I even got online and had a, a, a look through lists because as soon as you go to try and recall all the ships and stuff that you know, all of a sudden you can't think of any. I got you to think about that question as well during the week. How did you go? What did you come up with?
1: Uh, So I instantly went to Star Wars as well. Um, I thought X-Wings. I've always loved X-Wings. It would be great. Um, Not the most practical to cruise around the universe (laughs) in, a bit small and cramped. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went through various other things as you do. You go to Star Trek, you know, lots of things there, but. Obviously, they're all a bit big mm. and hard to do by yourself. Yes. I eventually settled on what I think would probably be the best. Uh it could be piloted solo. It uh, is pretty much indestructible. It can go anywhere. It can go anytime. I'm, of course, talking about the TARDIS. Right. So, you know, you're
0: cheating, don't you? Yes. Because, you know, I thought of the TARDIS as well. But I ruled it out because it's one of those things that can pretty much, like you said, it can do anything. I it mean, can. it can go through time and space. So, pretty much- even though it doesn't have weapons as such, all you'd have to do is, like, find out who, <laughs> who's controlling that, that um, whatever you're coming up against, mm-hmm. travel back in time to when he's a baby, and then smother him. Yeah. You know, it's really easy. That, that's a weapon. Exactly. Time travel can yeah. be a good weapon. It could be a great weapon. <laughs> so, yeah, you're cheating. I am but- cheating. I accept your... And the reason you
1: accept that is because you actually said no, but I just went back in time in my TARDIS and convinced you that yes. uh, TARDISes are okay.
0: Well done. I didn't even notice. Mm. So had you not told me. Yeah, it's a um, Bill and Ted-esque. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, look, the TARDIS is fantastic. Good choice because obviously not only does it travel you from point A to point B in space but also in time. So, though, I did also ask you a question before we started recording. Would you go with the Doctor's somewhat more fun and unpredictable TARDIS. Mm, The
1: quirky TARDIS.
0: Or would you go with a full, full full-kitted functioning version?
1: I still stand by my answer. I would take whatever I could get. (laughs) If it was a choice, I would take a fully functioning because uh, I think I mentioned before, my idea would be to have it as just a door on the side of a building, nice and out of the way, nobody expects a door. You walk in the door, it's the TARDIS.
0: That's it. Yep. And, of course, using the chameleon circuit, It can change to suit the whatever situation Mm -hmm. as well. So we've seen it in Doctor Who become a diner and that was used pretty effectively there as well. So look, that's a very good selection. I've got to say, I set myself a few rules, rules that you obviously broke, but that's okay. I only set them for myself. Um, I was thinking along the lines of TARDIS because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's brilliant. But then I went, well, no, what do I really want? I thought I want something that's not too small, like an X-Wing. Because mm-hmm. obviously that is impractical. If you're gonna grand. if you're gonna go further afield, you don't want to be stuck in a small cockpit. Plus the orange flight suit, man. I mean, in an X-wing, that, that really does kill it a bit for me.
1: Orange is my favourite colour. I'm okay. <laughs> well, there you go.
0: See, so it would fit you. So I was thinking something bit bigger than a fighter, which mm. actually kind of eliminated a lot of my favorite stuff. Mm. Um so that left me in a bit of a a quandary and then I thought what about Star Trek but all of those ships are big and I don't want to have to have a, a massive crew if I had the Defiant, that would be brilliant because you'd, you'd have all the you know the the good bits as well because you'd have uh, replicators and um, transporters which mm-hmm. would be a really handy thing to have shields shields yes that's right and hopefully they work and the engines don't overheat but you need you really do need a crew to help mm. facilitate that even if you set up the computer to I could help you get by. Yeah. Day, um, day to
1: day, that'd be fine. But in a pinch, you're going to want help.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I went back to Star Wars and in the end, I just couldn't get away from the Millennium Falcon. Mm. Um, You know, I know that's a bit of a cop out because I was thinking of so many more interesting things like uh, Stargate, like the Uro Mothership again, though. That's massive. I mean, it it's is. a real cool ship. It is a really good. But, uh, you know, those issues did come up quite a lot. So in the end, I had to go with the Falcon, but not Han Solo's beaten up POS. I want the the one that you see um, in that featurette mm. because that looks fantastic. And, you know, it might not be as fast. It might not have as much firepower, but if there's a good balance, Oh, but it you know, does the Kessel run in less than 12 past Oh, it does, but I reckon it's going to be pretty thrashed out by the time that happens. Um, and that could be um, part of the reason it looks so rubbish by Very the time possible. Solo's finished with it. So who knows? But I'm really looking forward to that movie. And if you're looking forward to that movie or – You want to hypothesise about the next movie coming out, the next um, standalone movie with, you know, rumours swirling around that it might be Obi-Wan, which I hope.
1: I would love that. I'm not holding my breath.
0: No. Uh, Yeah, Obi-Wan's one of my favourites. If I had to pick a favourite, it would be him. And I have been hoping for that for years and years and years. So based on that alone, it's probably not going to happen. No. Because if I really, really want something to happen, it doesn't happen. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like the, the movie gods or whoever's out there says, no, John, you're not getting no, that. You, you can't have this. You can suffer with Solo. Mm. And I look forward to doing that this weekend. So for those of you with keen ears would probably recognise that theme and particularly if you were born in the 60s, well, probably earlier than that actually, so you're old enough to watch Lost in Space on TV as a kid, well, it's out again on Netflix. There's no big news there. I have been fortunate enough to binge it quite a bit. I've finished it now. I understand Matt that you haven't gotten around to it yet.
1: No, it's in my list of things I need to catch up on. Um the ever expanding list unfortunately at the <laughs> yes, moment, but yes. uh, it is on the list.
0: Yes, well, I can certainly encourage you to go ahead and and make the effort because Well, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I I love the original. Over there in my DVD collection is uh, the original series, if I can get that out.
1: which I I can actually see a uh, a robot behind you as well.
0: Yes, I do. I have the robot on the shelf there and also a a collector's tin. When I say collector's tin, I mean I've collected it, not that it's actually valuable. No. No. (laughs) no. I'm pretty sure there's still half a sandwich in there too. (laughs) There might even be. That will only add to it because, yeah. Anyway, let's get off of that quickly. It is pretty good. It is not the same as the original series. I love the original series because it's fun. It's a bit, it's it's a bit geek. It's a bit oh, not geeky. It's not even the right word. But it's a bit old-fashioned, mm-hmm. and it hasn't dated well. But if anything, it adds to the charm. Mm. Um, it, it's a, it's a show that uh, isn't too serious on itself. Particularly the later seasons. So season three, which is its last season, it got a bit sixties cray cray. Yes, yeah, just it really a little did. Bit. Yeah, but uh, still lots of great. Stuff on there, so I was curious about Lost in Space when I found that it was happening on Netflix. We've already been graced, I guess you could call it, with a reboot in the form of a movie, which also has some of the original cast members in it. Highly underrated. <laughs> Highly underrated. Yeah, I'm not going to let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> that movie had a lot of great potential. It did. It had great potential. Uh, I don't think it executed as, as well as it could have.
1: No. Um. I mean. Gary Oldman is always fantastic in whatever role he plays. I think he still struggled a little bit. Yes. Um yeah, creepy Spider Smith. I think he did like what he could him. with it, yeah.
0: I guess is is the is the the case there. But uh yeah, when you have Matt LeBlanc you know, as a spearhead of one of your stars. in a,
1: It took itself a bit seriously, that movie. But he has that cool helmet that goes up over his face and all like locks into place and it just reminds me of Stargate. it is a
0: pretty cool scene. I will give you that. Like I said, there were some cool moments in it. I really liked the Jupiter 2. Externally, it looked really cool. But, yeah, I think it was just a bit hodgepodge. But that's not what we're meant to be talking about. Um, We're meant to be talking about the new Netflix series, which I have, like I said, um, have completed. Uh, Really liked it, I think. There were a few issues, like it wasn't perfect, nothing ever is. But I found the Robinsons to be quite unlikable initially, like early on. And I'm going to try and give this to you in a non-too-spoilery way because I know you haven't seen it. But they were really quite unlikable to begin with. I liked Will. Mm -hmm. And then when the robot came along, I'm like, he's cool. You know, scary, cool. And so I was really... Looking forward to what the series, you know, had to offer as time went went through. And I gotta say, the Robinsons got a whole lot better mm. as their story arcs kind of, you know, wound around to the to the end point in the season. Once you learn a bit more about them. Yeah, that's right. You find out what their motivations are and why they are the, the way they are. And I guess that's something I struggle with. I wish make them good already is kind of my, my point of view. But you uh, ended up getting the payoff there. Dr. Smith, mm-hmm. female. Oh, interesting. So, yes, very interesting. There is a major point to that that I'm not going to cover for your benefit and those listening might know what I'm talking about in regards to Dr. Smith. But I've got to say I really got sick of her by the end. Mm, okay. She had this face and it looked like a slapped ass, you know. It's just mm. this pouty kind of, sucky kind of psycho face, yeah. I guess is what you call it, mm. resting psycho face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that was a point, to be honest, because you ended up not liking the character, which it's a feral character. So I think that was a point. It got me thinking. Generally, not just Lost in Space, but reboots versus you know like um, prequels or sequels. And I, I like the reboot. Initially, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of reboots. But then I was thinking on Lost in Space. I love the original series, this, the original 60s series. I also like this one. Now, if they had tried to continue or make a yeah like a sequely thing, I think there would be too much um, possibility of damaging the original content. The original, what made you love it in the first Mm. place? So obviously this new uh, Lost in Space is nothing like the original in regards to tone and, uh, and, you know, it's just the basic details that are the same. And I I like that because now I have a Lost in Space for every mood. When I feel like being cheered up, i watch the original with Jonathan Harris as Dr. Smith and he's just brilliant and that original original wacky robot flangling his arms everywhere, saying warning, warning and whatnot. But if I also want something a bit more sci-fi serious, I've got the other Lost in Space. Mm. And when you've been drinking, you've got the movie. <laughs> drinking a lot. We've got the movie. I don't know, are there any reboots that come to mind for you that have kind of enhanced or broadened things a bit without ruining the original?
1: Yeah, well, that seems to be the uh, sort of the flavour of the last year, isn't it, is reboots, reboots and uh, remakes. So there doesn't seem to be that many original ideas coming out. Uh, I mean, obviously one that is a uh, obviously a big sci-fi reboot is Doctor Who. mm so uh, you know that that still is very similar to the original vein, um, as you said they they haven't done with Lost in Space and they've managed to do that well. It's not the same exactly, but uh, it is close. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was the reboot? You got any on the top of your head while I well, have a quick think?
0: Oh uh, well, there was something I was just thinking about Star Trek Discovery. I'm trying not to think about Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> now I ended up I was a pretty harsh critic initially, um, but then as things went on, I was a bit more forgiving with it and thought no, there is merit to this. The only thing is, is that it's dangerous, particularly when you go back in time, making it kind of a prequel. Mm. You have the ability to affect the what feature. comes after it. Yeah. So the stuff that we already love, I was afraid that they're going to change like really important lore related mm. material, Um, which is why I liked how the movies dealt with it. They yeah, made like ul- an alternate, alternate timeline yeah. sort of thing Um, so that you could have both running concurrently, even though they happened, you know, in the, in the, what would be, the past, Mm. but didn't actually alter the future, if that makes sense. It just made an alternate one.
1: Yeah, that's when you've got the best of both worlds. You've got old Spock coming in and new Spock in there, you know, buddy-buddy in. Exactly.
0: Mm. So I thought that was great. But Discovery was a bit more of a a risk, I guess. It's a bit like Enterprise in relation to you have a series coming in that started before the original series Mm. um, that could then potentially – Tarnish what comes after it, but I'm not going to discuss Enterprise now because that again could probably be a separate episode. Not that Scott would be able to contribute. No, no, he
1: would be able to contribute that side He'd he'd be sitting there with a blank look on his face and uh, twiddling his thumbs.
0: He's probably doing that right now at home.
1: Probably doing that right now at
0: home. So really, his his night probably hasn't looked much different to normal. No, just there's no microphone. <laughs> That's right. So look, yeah, I was just I was just reminiscing on that because of of Lost in Space and how much it means to me. I used to be a member of Lost in Lost in Space Australia. I'm sorry. Which is (laughs) that? Which I'm not sure if they're still around. I presume so. As a fan club, Mm -hmm. um, and they even brought the 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 stars over now and again. A lot of them getting a bit old now, so they can't. But uh, I was part of that, Mm. so I was heavily invested in that movie. You know, I'm I'm I was really looking forward to it. But one positive, Lacey Shorebay, body-hugging jumpsuit. You know, that's pretty good. Anyway. Uh, if there are any reboots or remakes that uh, you can think of that you are looking forward to or dreading even, make sure you drop us a line at our Facebook page. You're listening to Good News Geek. Well, there we go, Matt. We made it to
1: the end. We did. We uh, we survived without Scott.
0: A- Amazingly.
1: Yes. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever be able to live with ourselves after <laughs> this. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight
0: like a baby. <laughs> well, I'm looking over at his empty corner. Mm-hmm. And it's already um, filled with a, a new full length lamp. Yeah.
1: I mean, it it's pretty much contributed enough to the conversation <laughs> that uh, maybe we could just replace Scott with the lamp for the next episode.
0: Yeah, I love lamp. Mm. Uh, poor Scott. <laughs> <laughs> when he listens to this, he's not going to be particularly happy. Oh, he and doesn't listen to this. <laughs> he knows where I live. So, look, thank you for joining us, and we may hope, hopefully, we'll have more content to you very soon discussing. All your favourite things in pop culture, um, sci-fi and everything you love and hold dear. Thanks for tuning in to Good News Geek.